captain's log, not yet connected to the fleet. This is Star Trek Discovery Pod, a sometimes funny and sometimes smart podcast covering all things new and classic Star Trek. I'm your luckily old enough to bypass assimilation captain, Mariah Gossett. And with me on the view screen, we have Clyde Haynes, Borg, Changelings, and Enterprise D. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I'm Paul... I shot Elizabeth Admiral Shelby Sitachit. What? <laughs> what an admission of guilt. Uh, Tonight we are but obviously. But I did not shoot the ensign. <laughs> I shot the Admiral. Just you had to keep one more. There you go. You're right there. <laughs> there we go. Don't sing too much, Paul, or else we will get taken down for copyright infringement. <laughs> She's right. She's right. Um, tonight we are reviewing and discussing the ninth episode of the final season of Star Trek Picard entitled Vox. This was directed by Terry Metalis, written by Sean Tretta and Kylie Ross. Um, first, just a couple of reminders before we dig into some things. Paul, how can people uh, share the show, find things about the show? Where should they go? Well, everyone, I'm supposed to remind you that uh, to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Uh, or all, all our three, links, if you feel or like all it. three, or all, definitely all three. <laughs> uh, all the links are at StarTrekPod.co. And if you love this content, which I personally hope you do, for just two dollars uh, per episode, you can help us, uh, and you can join our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/StarTrekPod. Thank you, Clyde. How should people interact with us in the chat tonight if they need to get our attention? Well, if you are like Nicole or Takako or Sean or Steven or Raymond and you are live in the chat, then all you have to do is type capital P, capital O, capital D, capital pod in your chat and we'll take a look at your comment, your question or your thought. Now, we get to that special time of the show and you want to tell us what your overall feelings were about this episode, uh, then make sure that you type capital H, capital F, capital HF in the chat. Uh, and we'll take a look at your comments. Indeed. And I think it might be time for that special time in this show where we give you some spicy thoughts, some ideas, some overarching opinions. It is time for some. It's time for some hot breaks. Paul, what do you think of this episode? Uh, I had it was a great episode. It was a great episode. Like you know, uh, uh, the episode before, like I had uh, our episode. I was like, I, I hope it's not the Borg. And when it just started off as the Borg, I was like, I, ah. But what they did with it was pretty was pretty good. And like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of like nice things about this episode. Like, I, I as I was saying offline, you know, a lot of Clyde bait. <laughs> And uh, you know, and uh, we got to see the Enterprise F, which I was mm-hmm. like going, "Oh, that's that, that that that's hot. That's nice. The new hotness, you know." And then we we got to see it uh, quickly assimilated, so that's less hot. But like, regardless, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought it was, it was I thought it was a good episode. Like, I I don't know if there was a lot of emotional payoff. It was just it seemed like a lot of plot payoff. So I I enjoyed it for its spectacle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clyde, thoughts. So I've got a a number of thoughts, but one is I do remember saying either last week or the week before we were talking about who do we think we're going to see. And I said, 
when you think about this this franchise, the biggest big bad that ever was was the Borg. And so the fact that that paid off, I was just like, that makes sense. Not even going to say I was right. I'm going to say that makes sense. And that was what it was. I there's there's a couple things in there. I'm like, I wish we could have got there faster. Um, it would have been nice, like if we're gonna have the board, I could have definitely used the reveal of episode or two, at least a half episode in advance. Um, so we can kind of work up to it. Um I was disappointed. Look, as a dad, I was a little disappointed in Picard. Mm. Um I thought the scene between him and and Jack, Jack's looking for him to be a father. He's he's freaking out because Deanna has left the room, right? You know, and amongst my friends, I tell the story. I was having a medical procedure once and I had a technician who was giving me an ultrasound. And in the middle of it, she dropped the the ultrasound wand and ran out of the room. To have someone do that to you is really alarming. Yeah. So the fact that Deanna just, yeah, I was, I, I'm not even going to go through my emotions and what happened, but I was thoroughly freaked out. So the fact that Deanna would get up in this moment, Jack has opened up herself, opened up him, him, himself to her. And he's been carrying around this red door for so long. And then she just like runs out of the room without explaining anything. So he's in this emotional state. Picard comes in, he's looking for the first time in his life, he's looking for his dad to say something, and Picard goes into Admiral Picard mode and be like, yo, I got the security outside, we we gonna take you away somewhere. Safe. I, a half a beat with some compassion, you know, a hug and embrace, I think would have meant everything to me and maybe some other viewers. Um, that's, my, that's my biggest complaint, but overall, Look, this is the I feel like this is a show that I wanted it to be from day one. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a TNG re- reboot and I'm here for it all. Um, so ultimately I love the episode. That was just that one scene that as a dad, I was like, I want it more from Picard. Hmm. I just want it more. Yeah, and we'll definitely dig into that more. I think my overall hot freak was I my my biggest thing is I wish we had gotten the Borg reveal at the very end of last episode because we could have had a little bit more of a time at the top of this episode, perhaps for some emotion. And also, I think to really earn Jack escaping the ship, that was probably like one of my biggest nits to pick was just I wasn't sure if we really earned. It's like I know he has to escape and he has to go to the Borg Queen. I know that's where we have to ultimately go. But it's like I wanted to to feel that that was more earned. Um, Mara, s- somebody said... What are they doing with these shuttles on the Titan? <laughs> like we 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 just showed how we could use like secret force field doors like not that long ago. So like why weren't some of those in place? Just a thought. Um, you know, total lockdown once there's a Borg on the ship. Just a thought. Um, but anyway, I, bl- I blame I, the I, captain. I blame the captain of the Titan. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, there's an awe now. Look at you guys. There's an awe. I got, day I got one. Awe. I was on. I truly. I was, I was on Sean's side day one. I truly hope you. they revive Shaw in some way. I don't think uh, that looked like a pretty distinct shot to the heart death scene, but it would have been nice. Um, but yeah, overall, I I loved the nostalgia bombs of the episode. I feel like I could have used some of this earlier in the season just to give us some more time to wrap this up because my biggest question is we end this episode with absolutely 
no plan. <laughs> so, um, no, no, they're, they're, go, they're going to what you call it. The, the plan is like they're going to Earth. Boom. Go, wait, I, I guess, do what? With a 35 year old ship. Uh, no, no, it, it's even more than that. It's older than that. Like with a 40 year old ship mm-hmm. that that is a salvage. Because <laughs> yeah, that's barely functioning. Uh, 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 Got against, some weapons, not all. Yeah, against right. an armada of like you know the, most the latest in Trek. Yeah. <laughs> plus a plus Borg. So yeah, yeah no plus plan. a Borg a Borg hive mind, and yeah, that's nothing uh, to be concerned about. Let's see what some of these hot freaks are from the chat. Uh, Carmen says, "I loved seeing the Enterprise D and the bridge. That was great fan service." Um, I agree. I thought the carpet line it made me giggle. Um, and then maybe grown a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, Kian says, Hot Freak loves seeing the 1701D in full HD glory. Agreed, but how are they going to wrap everything up in one episode? I also have that question. Maybe it'd be an hour and five minute episode as opposed to like, you know, a the 45. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tonight's episode was only 46 minutes long, yeah. including well, credits. <laughs> and we spent six minutes getting to the Borg reveal, just so, so, so we know. opening a door. Just opening yeah, a door. Opening a door took six minutes. Um, hot break from Phil Picard showing up with the rushed ending again. Love the nostalgia, but I think we needed more time to digest some of this. Uh, Lise, this up was a dig at Gen Z, a bunch of mindless drones. I can um, see that. I can see that. <laughs> Raymond, it all comes back to the Borg. I actually wanted to um, uh, shout out to um jesse gender who i love if y'all haven't checked uh her out she does really incredible um videos and recaps on a variety of kind of nerdy media all kinds of stuff a really great cultural commentator um and uh she had a video kind of talking about the potential like it's it's kind of long so to summer it up summarize it a little bit was just sort of like the allegory of the Borg and what is this metaphor they're trying to use this season. And, and she's reading it as a potential that the Borg is this like queer family allegory and that Jack is running to this family because he's been, you know, rejected by Picard. Um, and so I think that's where I'd love to dig in because I kind of see it and I want to get y'all's thoughts on it just because Jesse sort of inspired this train of thinking for me, which is like, I agree with you so much, Clyde, that Picard truly dropped the ball in in dadding it up at all. And I don't understand why he did not bring Beverly with him into that room, because um, I think that one-two punch would have made more sense empathetically, right, in this like, big reveal of who you are and what's been going on. Um, and so I think he's like, you know, when you rebel as a t- like, apparently Jack has just not had an actual rebellious phase. And so his ultimate rebellious phase is to go running to the Borg because it's like, I'm going to prove myself against this thing that I am. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What, what did y'all, what do y'all think about that? I, 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 I will mildly defend Picard. I, I understand both of your perspectives and oh. like, you know, uh, uh, and as a non-father, I have the advantage of never having made a parenting mistake. <laughs> So like I I don't know if Clyde has had any parent, but I have a perfect record. So like <laughs> I made so, about six today. Uh, so so with that said, like you know, Picard's been a dad for a week. I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying I'm saying like you know, and this is a gr- this is a grown robot but- man plus. If- my thing is he's been a cat he's been a in a leadership position for a very long time. And if he was to think about this even as like a member of his crew, I think if he had reframed it even in that way, 
like I said, the, this, this is not a strong criticism. <laughs> uh, I could also say, like, he's also obviously triggered. You right. know, like, like, hundred like, percent. It goes. He he yes. literally goes. It can't be. You know, like it can't be the Borg. I'm clean. Like you know, it's 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 like you know, like oh, I, it's not me. You know, like I, I didn't give my kid this congenital disease. Mm. Like like that's the first reaction, right? And then you 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 accept that that, and then you go in, and then and then you be the admiral because that's what your training is. I'm not I, I'm not excusing this, nor am I disagreeing with either. Like he, I I was watching it, and then watching it the second time goes, dude. This is wrong, man. You kind of, you, you kind of like, you're really screwing the pooch here. Like, but that said, like, I, I can see how someone could make that mistake. It disappoints mm-hmm. me that Picard makes that mistake because I could also go the other way, dude. You, you've had an alternate life where you were a grandfather, and you know, uh, 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 and so you know how to dad. Then, so like, you know, so I take it all back, Picard. You're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Go ahead, Clay. I was gonna say, I think you know something that you mentioned, Paul. Um, and something that Choopy says is that Picard has had a way longer traumatic relationship with Lacutus than Jack. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think when we think about that trauma, I have to take that into consideration. You're right, Paul. He was triggered. Like, this whole idea is he thought that he has been done, like, with Lacutus. He thought that they he had come out of this Borg assimilation and was fine, only to, fir- to find out that he has been a pawn in their scheme forever and now, right, the Federation is on the brink of destruction. And largely, again, it's his fault, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it's still, he's the cause of it. And so I think that, I think he's caught up in his own trauma and grief. And it's hard for him to really be emotionally present for Jack, which, Mariah, I like what you said earlier. Why not bring Beverly in into this, right? Like this, his he said the statement of I, you know, I'll go, I'll tell him. Well, Beverly should have been like, nah, man. You, <laughs> no. There's some good reasons to not bring Beverly. For example, Picard's a positronic robot, so Jack can't control him. You know, that, I guess that, that's, that's true. That, that, that's oh, that, that that that's one safety aspect from a you know, it it, it nice. didn't help that the guards got controlled. <laughs> But like, why, but like why it, bring them? That was dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, but but you know, I I could I could see how you just make some tactical errors, right? Like you just, you, like you know, when you're really emotional, I, you you make you say things, you do things that are just stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I have personally have never been like assimilated, hundred uh, percent track record on not being assimilated here. So like, you're really uh, batting a thousand here, Paul. I'm, 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 I'm the protagonist of you know. <laughs> Really having a main character moment. That's yes, right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, anyway, but like you know, I, I I forgive it. Although like from a craft standpoint, I'm I'm watching it. I'm going like, oh, it could have been it could have been done. It could handle. It could have been done differently. Yeah, because I do wonder what the like emotional impact would have been like to have seen Picard perhaps go outside of his his normal mm-hmm. kind of bubble and give mm-hmm. a little bit more emotionally to Jack, and then to have Jack push back in that way it could have maybe had a little bit more of that devastating kind of pushback mm-hmm. there and 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 feeling of betrayal. Um, from there, Carmen asked an interesting question. Um, we're really left hanging with why the changelings are involved, and I think it's they essentially are both. It's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? So there was a line in there, like, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Beverly says it. She goes like, you know, uh, I can see why they work together, both trying to destroy, you know, uh, the 
the Federation. Exactly. Right. And, and, and they're both collective, um, species, right? Like they both have like an aspect of a, of a hive mind mentality. Um, so I think there's some similarities there, although it's like inevitably they'll probably end up fighting with each other at some point, but they're like, let us take this portion down first. Right. Um, I wanted to, so Jack does eventually find um, the Borg Queen, who is voiced in this episode by Alex uh, Alice Krieg, uh, who is our kind of OG Borg Queen from the movies um, and from the final couple of episodes of TNG. Um, I was I, I was ho- hopeful. I wasn't sure because of Annie Wershog's, um illness if she was able to film. I know they went right into filming this season after season two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I think Annie did an incredible job portraying the Borg yep. Queen last season. So I would have been happy with either. But I, I know some mm-hmm. fans are going to be really excited to see Alice, I think, back in that in that seat. Um, I thought it was interesting we didn't see her face yet. We just got that very menacing back oh. kind of shot, right? I, I thought it was going to be interesting because I was looking and waiting. And I was wondering because, again, like everybody else in this in this kind of crew, you have to account for the age. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't know that have we ever seen an old Borg uh, uh, with the magical of uh, digital aging? It's going to look better on a Borg, right? <laughs> well, I was like, she's always in a ton of prosthetics. So yeah. I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know how much would would actually be that sure. affected or they might just choose to never you never fully see her um, sure. outside of shadow. I think there's different ways to play that. Um, uh kind of moving through we get sort of the really big exposition dump of like our explanation of the dna and essentially picard has become papa bear to every young member of starfleet in a very strange way (laughs) Uh, where he has now passed on this genetic mutation to everyone and now all of not only are all of these um not only are all of these folks connected with this Borg DNA, but now all of the ships are connected. And I wanted to ask, do y'all uh, feel like this premise is a little familiar from um, Prodigy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that. I thought that. I go like, and like Prodigy happens a little before this, right? Yes. So Prodigy happens um, about five years before the earliest flashback of Picard. So this has happened before. So you, I, I feel so someone, like someone goes like, uh, never mind. Oh, it's not a bad idea to interconnect all of our ships so that they can communicate to each other. Like what they should have really uh, did was go through their history files and watch, like, you know, that documentary called Battlestar Galactica. Or that one. Because <laughs> that's what happened as well. Um, yeah. So we we, we shall, I, I think it's kind of funny that we've gotten to kind of, um, yeah, Phil R. I said this. Did Starfleet not learn? I Apparently not. Maybe that's why we haven't talked to Janeway. She's, maybe she's been the lone person who's been like, this is a bad idea. And so they've just been like, you're not involved in, in uh, Frontier Day because you hate this idea so much. And she's just like, did we not learn? <laughs> Yes. Um, so so we shall see. Um, I saw a bunch of people being like, I'm hoping Janeway is going to show up. I don't think she is. From what I have seen, everyone yeah. has firmly said that she is just a, a prodigy captain at this point. So um, spe- speaking of kind of guest stars in this mm-hmm. episode, would you consider so you've got the Borg Queen who we only mm-hmm. see we hear her voice. Mm-hmm. We have Michelle Barrett, who we only hear her voice. Would you consider them as surprise guest stars? And here's my big one. Would you consider, and my answer is already yes, 
the Enterprise D as a guest appearance? I'm going to, yeah, I mean, sort of in a weird way. I'm going to be interested. So I don't know if y'all noticed, but on, you know, the like Star Trek graphic that comes on before the show starts. So like mm-hmm. the Shrike has been in there for the last. Um, what? The Shrike is in that sequence hanging oh, really? out in the nebula. And oh. then this one was just Titan, no Shrike. And so I'm like, are they going to give us the Enterprise D in that graphic next Oh, week? wow. Because it changes uh, per series what ship it I, is. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited about that now. Now, uh, I would say yes, Clyde. Like, I, I think, I think it, it would be definitely a character. Like, you know, I, I remember when they were, you know, like years ago, they're talking about how intricate they make the Enterprise. Like, you know, down to the sound design of like the engine room, everything. Like, it's, it's a person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, so yeah. Listen, I'm gonna say I was, I was beyond geeked right like i was super excited we're jumping the ship guys that's like the very end of this right. episode i'm sorry I, i'm excited i'm excited about I the know, ship i know i know but we i was like there's so okay. much happening in the middle we'll, wait, we'll get we'll, we'll get our geek out moment here at the end like we did at this episode but i did want to um shout out elizabeth um dennehy who reprises her reprises her role as admiral shelby um love that is our it's, old board expert it's so good it was so good you know, she was so uh, she was so mean in in the uh, in the series, like you know. And then she's annihilated by some Borg. That's I right. Mean... She gets shot. She gets. <laughs> it, it was unceremoniously. Like, what are you do? Pew pew. <laughs> I know. So rough. I thought it was so funny. Like you know, like, like she was not designed for people to like her. Like uh, in that episode, she was going. She was gunning after Riker, and I appreciate her forthrightness. And like you know, I remember the line where she goes, "Like permission to speak uh, frankly." Yep, you're in my way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, you're just like you to hang out under, like, you know, a great captain like Picard, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, step aside and let someone else make the big decisions, blah, blah, blah. Well, she she finally got her shot to sit in the Whoa! Enterprise so big she, seat. She, she got finally got her shot. Period. <laughs> um, what did y'all think of? So essentially the, the big... Uh, turnover moment right is that anyone who's uh, essentially their frontal lobe has not fully developed yet is is been infected with the Borg. Like um, my response <laughs> to that was like okay I'm gonna let go but there are a lot of 24 year olds. I was like, like you know? <laughs> if all of these ships got taken out that quickly and there's that many but then I was like I guess if you think about it in that like naval military style like yeah like almost all of my friends who served in the military who were in those kinds of positions you know were in their early 20s while doing it and then yes they eventually that, that, become big wigs who, who uh, move uh, on to desks <laughs> so when when jordy was uh first was it was helmsman like in mm-hmm. you know in enterprise d how old do you think he was because he was lieutenant right lieutenant laforge yeah. Wasn't he? Didn't he start out as like an ensign? I think he started out as an ensign. No. I think he was ensign LaForge. Yeah, was like he... pilot and the pilot. He was not a lieutenant. And, and then season two, he just went up to chief. I mean, no, it's a whole thing. But no, uh-huh. he they did make him climb a little bit. I think some people got killed. I think there's an episode where some people got killed, and that's how he ended up being chief. Oh, okay. There, there was a chief. There was a chief before him. So, so how how old do you think uh, Lavar Burton was? You know, at that age, because that's that, that's that's what the age. You know, like like I, I was going like, oh, they need to get make sure the old people win. 
and so that's how we're gonna write it and i'm fine with that but like it's your one get for the for the episode yeah i um i i i had to think about like mariner and poor mariner and boimler having to be taken over assimilated yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. assimilated um but um but yeah i thought that was a very interesting workaround that essentially it's like oh if your mind is still malleable you can be uh forced into doing things that you might not want to be doing, which I thought was an interesting allegory, you know, about the ideas of how people get indoctrinated into different things. The, the idea of the Borg is like a cult metaphor, um, which typically targets a lot of young people, you know, so it all all works. It all works. I, I I see it. It did feel a little like, okay. (laughs) I was definitely like very clever guys, very clever workaround. (laughs) Um, but I, where was I going? Um, we did see a bunch of ships. There was like a call out to the Pulaski, which I I thought was cool. Um, quite a few ships. I did. Um, I don't, I'm telling myself that the fireworks were like holograms of some kind. Cause I was like, there's no actual way for fireworks to work in space. Plasma baby. (laughs) So plasma base, plasma base per chance because i was oh. like there's no oxygen for them to react to to create colors so <laughs> like, like all i know is like it's several it's several years in the future i think they figured it out i'm sure they have but it was just like the set you know it's like there's already no sound in space uh, and we yeah. kind of we let there be sound no, and then no. like <laughs> i was like i'm gonna have to ask aaron i have questions <laughs> about the fireworks <laughs> mariah so you've got a couple answers to your question the chat Alana says uh, LeVar Burton was 30, or I guess Paul, LeVar Burton was 30, 31 at the start of... But that, is of that TV. his real age or his character age? I think That's this is thing. real age. Um, right, so he, then he's probably playing early 20s. Yeah, and Takako say graduates of military academies are usually about 21 yeah. to 22. Under normal circumstances in the USN, an R officer makes lieutenant junior grade in about two years or so. So it's like right around that 24 yeah, when sure. they become an officer. And, you know, I've played a number of star trek role-playing games have you you Um, played and more what more than i'm willing to admit what Um, is this role-playing game you're not talking about getting into it um (laughs) lose all of my street cred uh but yeah so you know it does take time to move from ensign to 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 lieutenant Mm -hmm. and up so i think the whole to your point earlier mariah it did feel like, man, you got a lot of young sub 25 year olds. I would think that there would be some more, especially because this is, you know, it's Starfleet. Like you, you want more chief medical officers and more heads of securities that are older than 25. It, it felt like they took over, they, they took over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know, uh, you could also make the argument that Star Starfleet is a very diverse institution, and maybe there are a lot of other species who, whose uh, prefrontal cortex develops, like you know, at a different time. Blah 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 blah. Because yeah, I mean, the lifespan of a lot of other species of folks is a lot, right? Like Vulcans very live w- way longer, double. yeah, than humans do. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, this is an interesting thought. Rosie says, time for Picard to call Borg Queen Girardi to help. Remember, she said you have a friend inside the Borg. Yeah, no, I I, I, I was thinking that. I, that that's, that's not going to happen, but I was thinking that. Why, why do you think it's going to I've been waiting for Girardi to show up for three episodes now. So. Yeah, like, I would love it for it to happen, but like, I don't know. I don't know if, if the trajectory of the season leads to a Borg on Borg 
you know, conflict. I mean, a Borg on Borg space would be really cool. I hear you. I hear you. Like, you know. Awesome. But, but you know, but like, I, I think it has the, I think the season and series has to end with love. You know, like, you're my son, blah, blah, blah. You can do it, In Jack. In the same blah, way blah, that. Blah. I mean, we've seen um, the power of connection when Zero was able to break away from the Borg Collective, right? By remembering his friends, um, remembering their friends yeah, and, no, and no. being like, you know, I, I'm already a part of a collective. I don't need them. Yeah. No, um, no. Power second, of love. Well, it's also, I think. You don't need me, money. Don't need. <laughs> no <laughs> Latinum necessary. Yes. To, to ride this train. Oh, I'm thinking he, again. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> Here's where I'm I'm torn a little bit, right? Because on one hand, like I said, man, if they had given me a TNG reboot in season one, I I I would have been so happy. Now that we finally have it, though, the thing I miss is when we think about the Picard crew we started with, they're all gone, mm-hmm. right? So for us to bring back Girardi, you know, Allison Peel, even as the Borg Queen feels like it makes sense because at this point all of the original Picard people are somewhere else right including Rafi who stayed on the ship which mm-hmm. I really don't understand that decision with seven with yeah Captain for, seven for hello Evie. show some respect yeah but yeah. they're <laughs> all of them should have got off that ship so yeah I don't really know why we couldn't get everyone on the shuttle it didn't seem like that many people to really take out but um uh, which did unfortunately result in us losing Shaw. I was really you moved, weren't you? You know, what? I was so he's sad because he's a good character. He's, he's a, a really good... fun character. Yeah, that's right. He's a good character. I he is the that... voice of reason on like, this show. <laughs> he's he's the Vox of Picard. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to disagree with you, Paul. <laughs> I I don't understand why. I really don't because I'm like yo. You've introduced us to a character who, and I'll say it, Shaw was a franchise player, right? Like Shaw was someone that you can go, if you want to spin off, like you keep that in your pocket in case you decide you want to spin off later, because you can build a show around him as captain, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to have Captain Seven. Like, I don't want that to deter. I'd love to see, like, a really angry, semi-retired Admiral Shaw who's just, like, bossing people around from a desk, you know, kind of uh, in 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 semi-retirement because he's been injured, you know, on this ship or something like that, or at least a reoccurring sort of character. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was really sad to see him go. But I did appreciate – I mean, it's kind of funny in retrospect to have him being – assassinated by Borg and in that moment decide he's okay with his ex Borg number one. Yeah. Like when he got, <laughs> when he got shot, I was going like, well, I guess the Borg finally got you. Yeah. It took him a little time, but they, they caught up with you, buddy. I mean, it was a nice um, bit. Like if we are to think that this is the full close of the book on Shaw, it is like a pretty nice redemption kind of arc for his whole character. Redemption. Yeah, because for internal redemption, internal redemption, because he was not, you know, he watched all of his his friends and his crew die during um, Wolf 359. And like he, uh, you know, then sacrificed himself to get everybody off of the ship this time. And so I think it's like a, to me, that feels very writerly in a way to wrap up his story. He will be missed. Moment of silence. 
that's too long for podcasting. (laughs) We appreciate you, Shaw. It was a good run. Um, I am worried about our our gals, Seven and Rafi, being left on the Titan and the fact that we're now going to be relegated to like a sub D plot line check in with them at some point next episode. I'm like, they either need to save the day. I need them to kiss and then everything will be okay in my book. (laughs) I will say that like watching this episode, Seven got some moves. Mm-hmm. She 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 is she is karate chop master. She's really been underutilized this season. I'm yeah. really sad about it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. So I, I I mean in in any spinoff talks, I hope it is a seven fronted show. That would Jerry Ryan can do no wrong for me. Which is where I'm like sometimes I got I I will admit as someone who's not the TNG person, and I had to kind of put myself in the seat of like. If TNG was my show, like if this was Voyager and I was watching all the Voyager crew get back together, I was like, I understand like the enthusiasm, the like overarching like love of what is happening. But I was like, man, if they do my girl seven wrong, I'm going to be really upset. So, I mean, I guess here's where I'm at. Like I've read a number of kind of the the Star Trek novels and in a number of them, especially the Titan series, what you have is you have a collection of people from across the Star Trek universe. You've got people from Voyager. You've got people from TNG. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've got people from DS9 who, who come together in this collection. And it's great because what you ultimately have is, you know, Mariah has been podcasting with me long enough to know that I love a team up. Um, and so I, I would have been absolutely okay i don't i didn't think that you needed this well it has to be the 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 original group right Mm -hmm. the ogs i felt like you could have brought seven and rafi in there as part of that because first of all like real talk the the thing about the titan and some of these other ships is they're these big ships that can be run on a minimal complement the enterprise d is a flagship like right now you got everybody on the bridge seven could have been in the engineering room or mm-hmm. astrometrics or somewhere else. Like you need every hand you can get. So having her and Rafi on that ship would have been great. Right. Not I mentioned again, at the end of the day, I still think that Rafi seven and Shaw all could have got out <laughs> together. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, jump in, close the door. They can't shoot through the doors. They'll be, you'll be fine. Um, so I really felt like I, I kind of wanted them in there. I didn't need it just to be the original cast. Like I, I wanted them in that ship. Yeah. I mean, Chibi brings up a good point. I don't think the Enterprise D can do it alone. And so I think there's going to be a big saves the day moment from them, which is what I'm hoping and not a, we are going to sacrifice ourselves to save the day moment, which is what I fear will happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will be forever angry at Terry Metallis if he kills seven or Rafi um, on site on site terry (laughs) if you do anything to my girls (laughs) i will be majorly upset okay finally we get to our big it's so funny there's so much exposition dumping and then like it's actually such a short episode and then we finally get to our big reveal we get the full trek ship moment almost lower deck style in how long it takes (laughs) as far as like a little bit funny like The slow walk-in, we get the full panel of the bridge, all the electronics, we get an engage, we get to make it so, you know, we get, Mm -hmm. we get all the things. How is it experiencing all of that again for the first time in a long time? I thought it was a a little funny 
like just it was interesting and maybe this was just me thinking about this but you have all these characters who have lived life and they've all become leaders captains apparently Worf did something to the e <laughs> yes we actually don't know there's theories i i did a bunch of digging there's some theories mm-hmm. in books and comics and games of what it could be but none of them are canonical so i don't yeah. know for sure but like this idea that like you know Jordy sits down at the helm, like as a helmsman, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, you know, put some respect on his name. He's a Commodore now, right? <laughs> like, just, it's kind of like, it's just, you know, Picard being Picard, like slotting everybody back in to, to their spot without any reference to, you know, they're not the kids they were 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So, it's interesting. I just it was something I was thinking about as I'm watching everybody kind of take their their seats. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know where Beverly's standing because she's usually not on the bridge, but you know she's making space for herself. Um, what I saw someone asked a question in the chat, and then I was going to try to answer it. Um, Paul, what did you think about seeing the ship for the first time in a while? I was remarkably non nostalgic. I did get a little goosebumpy and I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't get like, a, I, I, I saw some folks who got really emotional online, but I did get when that swell of music comes up, music yeah. usually gets me, you know, like, and I think it's because I watch so many reruns. Mm. I go like, I, I, I just say, oh, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they're here about time, it, you know, it wasn't like waiting for so long. I, I, exactly. I, I will say that uh, uh, with Worf, like, you know, for Worf to have done something to the E uh, is hilarious because mm-hmm. he's on the e twice you know he was on like in uh in star trek 7 right like you know like mm-hmm. uh, first contact oh yeah three times right he's only he was only on it in the movies because he was on, on d space 9 and every, and then every now and then he gets like you know a little like oh i have vacation i'm gonna say hi to like you know the gang so like he's not like super invested in like you know whereas like he was seven years on <laughs> on the d and his response is like, "Yeah, I like the I like the weapon systems there on the E." I'm like, "Dude, what happened to that peaceful meditation, dude? You you, you so." <laughs> um, I did see someone's asking about like Vedic's hand, um, and and Terry Metallis has confirmed that the person talking and giving orders to to Vedic was the Borg Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been confirmed. So, um. I'm not sure where the changelings sort of situation. I mean, a bunch of these crew members are changelings, so they're mm-hmm. around seemingly. So it's like both Borg and changelings taking over these ships, I suppose. Oh yeah, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Data's. I hope we die quickly in the shuttle. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the carpet line got me. Yeah, it was a good line. It was a good line. It was a good one. Um. But yes, we we kind of end the episode with no plan, but with a cool reference of a ship and the team is split up again. Um, And I'm not quite sure what is going to happen next episodes. Uh, I I do wonder if because Jack is now plugged into the collective, if my my I guess it's time for um, where is theory. Well, first of all. I think we know who's actually going to come in and save the Federation and fully redeem herself is um, peanut hamper. 
is going to be the one who infiltrates the collective. Well, like, like well, you need to you need to d- deal with the collective with an artificial intelligence. Exactly, you know? and it's going to be Peanut Tamper. Oh man! See, last week I was waiting for <laughs> this week. You got me. Forty minutes in, you got me. You're welcome. Did not. I hate that. I'm always like, Mariah's like, well, you know, it's very serious. She, I'm, I'm literally like leaned in, like, oh, where's she going? I can't wait to see where she's going. And then, boom. Yeah, Got but it. no, in, in reality, my prediction is because Jack is now plugged into the collective, right? So Jack is going to be, they, the Borg think he is their savior and he is inevitably going to be their demise, right? Like in some capacity, Jack's humanity will prevail and stop the Borg from from taking over everything. That is my official prediction. But what what do y'all think is going to happen next week? Oh, Phil R comes in with an even better one. The Queen is Peanut Hamper. Wow, Phil, you're you're, yeah, you're coming you're in hot, killing it, Phil. Phaser set to kill. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Jack's new name is Vox, according to the Borg Queen. Uh, what will happen? Like you know. I think in the end, like, uh, you kind of want the, you kind of want the, the, you know, the remote control, you know, fleet to be able to do something. So I imagine mm-hmm. the fleet will attack the Borg ship. I, I assume that someone will try to sacrifice himself, but be beamed out just in time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I do feel the power of love will, will save the day, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, because because Jack was wrong to go up against the queen, like th- 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 that that wasn't the right thing to do, right? We can objectively mm-hmm. say that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it got Shelby shot. <laughs> it did. Uh, so <laughs> it got Shaw shot. You know, so mm-hmm. like you know, so uh, we've already had quite a bit of death. Yeah. Uh, if just because he decided to go, like, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, so. Uh, I do wonder what the status of the leadership will look like at Starfleet post this, because it means that like essentially all the young youngins, once they deborgify everybody are the only ones left if they, unless people manage to hide from, from the assimilation crews. Well, everyone might not have been on a starship. They might have been on, they might have been on space dock, which will be blown up ruins by, you know, This is where I'm trying to remember, what do we know from, like, discovery about the history of of the Federation? Uh, I mean, we know that they're strong enough that they're taken down almost permanently much, much later about for something else. So ultimately, we know they rebound from this. And we know we eventually go into some sort of time travel kind of war situation. It's a time war, like from the from, like, you know, Enterprise. So that's a part of that. That's the twenty fifth century, right? I think that's when it happens. Like, uh, I think so. Something like that twenty. Well, we're in the twenty third century, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, and like, and like, shortly after, right? Like, short after the time war, the the burn. Uh, yeah. Currently, we're in twenty four oh one. So so yeah so like they're gonna make it. Surprise surprise. Uh, I, I do wonder though, like you know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're gonna make it. Uh, and then dilithium is gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that's what you got. And then we have to rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, that's right. It, 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 it's yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I am very curious if they're gonna wrap it up cleanly. 
mm-hmm. all the pieces are in place to wrap it up cleaning. I, I, I don't, because if there is, I don't see how they're going, coming together. But that's, that's, that's a good thing. But don't we say that every season finale for every franchise that we've had so far? I feel like we say that for Discovery. We say that for Strange New Worlds. We say that for Lower Decks. Maybe we might even say it for for Prodigy. I feel like we get to the last episode and we always say, I don't know how they're going to wrap it up. And then they wrap it up and we all go, hmm, they wrapped it up. Right? Yes, Am I, isn't that what happens? Like almost every, I, and I know with Picard, we're always looking like, how are they going to get to the end? Yeah. I mean, do we think, I mean, I, I'm leaning closer and closer to this, this show ends with Picard on a, on a planet, hopefully with Laris, um sipping a drink, but um, I don't I think, know how we get there. I don't know how we get there, but I, I feel like I asked this question early on in this series and I'm going to pose it again. Do we think this season ends with the death of Picard to sacrifice himself for the sake of the fleet? No, I do. I do. I, well, not I, even, I, I, I will say not even for the sake of the fleet. This is what a dad does. Hmm. Like oh, for, the, oh. for, for, for the, for the, for the, for Jack, this is what a dad does. That's what I'm expecting. I I am expecting this to be the death of Picard in an epic way. But like, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. What's gonna? How is it gonna look epic? What's Picard gonna do? He takes the ship and solo like uh, crashes it into a board cube. I think I think he. I would say he goes into the board cube. He plugs in and he goes battle to battle with the board queen, killing them both. Right to save everyone. Maybe, like you know, like like all I know is like Picard. Picard doesn't have any powers, right? Like he he, he got the janky model positronic, you know, or, or with the governor, you know, like the governor series, like yeah. You know, so like mm-hmm. it's so I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I I hope and and the Borg, you know, they're they've been hiding for the last ten years. They're, I can guarantee you that they're. I mean, that ship didn't. That ship didn't look in good condition, I will say. That board cube that they pulled up on. Because I but mean also, we all know Janeway did her job. <laughs> but also Mariah. No, like, she didn't because well, the, the, the queen's still there. Well, well she but, tried. <laughs> but but here's the thing that you've got to consider is that Jack was roaming that board cube. Did you see one drone? Exactly. Like because normally I think drones this is the creation and... of a bunch of new drones. I think they yeah. did not have any drones, and this is how she's able to get new ones, right? Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta fire your phaser at them until they modify the shield frequencies, and then you run fast. Yeah, rot- yeah, rotate your, your your phaser frequencies, right? Yeah, then you gotta run because now you got nothing. You throw them at them, and then you get out of there. Like if the, if that is the case, it'd be good. Like I would really be like you know if Janeway's neurolytic catalyst or whatever, blah blah blah. You know, did his job, and it's just the the queen by herself, and able to, uh, and there are no more drones, and this is how they. I, I think that'd be pretty slick, but you know, like if you look at the Borg ship, it's a it's not just one cube, right? It's you know, uh, it's pretty big, and and in seven, you know, in in the last episode of Voyager, like the the complex blew up, right? So, um, so I don't know, like I, I I'm I'm I'm. I'm, you know, and you know, and Janeway would have gotten back about 35 years ago, and they've only seen the Borg have been missing for only 10 years. So, you know, the Borgs they stayed around, so they they must have had some inkling that they were out there. Yeah, 
But yeah, but I, I think you could save some budget by not showing any drones. That too. Well, it looks people are saying they see a couple of them in the background. So yeah, there could have been some. I didn't see there. any. I was looking and I didn't see it, but I, I believed it. I believe our, I believe our, our our people. You know, Raymond brings up an interesting point: is that Portal Tech is still hanging out somewhere in space, and so perhaps, you know. I think Peanut Hamper could come in with that piece of portal technology. Wow, double double peanut, extra peanut, nice. extra, extra peanut, peanut. extra peanut. Okay, extra, extra, <laughs> um, extra peanut. Hope you don't have any allergies. That's um, right. <laughs> but but no, but that that piece is just still floating out in space. So there is the potential that the Enterprise could go swoop up and pick that up, or perhaps Seven and Rafi go pick that up and bring it into the into the game. I like that. I like it might that. be hard though, because like you know, it did. It was next to a a a, a space egg blow up, right? So yeah, like, but they definitely showed it just floating in space. Uh, like before the before the nebula blew up. The nebula never blew up; it just gave birth. Okay, like we have different definitions of what a space birth looks like. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought I, I'm on space birth. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, like uh, I, I do have a question though. Like you know, mm-hmm. let's say you're you're what you call it. You're whoever you're this changeling you steal like you know the card's body and then you go and uh, go like oh you know what rather than just blow up this whole station let's let's steal another thing just to divert like wouldn't you just blow everything up and and that way they wouldn't know what's missing yeah i mean i'm sure blowing it up might be harder than sneaking on and stealing stuff though you, you think as changelings who can look like Starfleet officers and just waltz in and take stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I also think they're trying to have a low profile, right? Yeah. If, if you're trying to paint this as a, a some criminal stealing portal tech as from a, to be terrorist, that that's believable, For right? Sure. If you're looking at somebody who blew up the, this uber secretive Daystrom station, you're not going to think that that was some, run-of-the-mill gangsters that's that's a superpower who did that maybe uh, like i'm just surprised they didn't steal the attack tribbles because that was just like those things were terrifying that, that, like this yeah, one yeah. once a track triple uh, attack triple in like cisco's restaurant on earth boom game over yeah i mean uh i don't know if y'all have been listening to the pod uh the pod directive the star trek um official star trek podcast that tawny newsom and paul f tompkins do but they recently had um, Moshe Kasher on to talk about um, the episode of Deep Space Nine that goes back to trouble with triples. Yeah, yeah yep. Love um, it. And it, it's such a fun watch. <laughs> it's a great episode. Um, but yeah, solid, solid well, record. May, well, maybe we can get our our Patreon team to do a watch along for the trouble back to the trouble with triples. Yeah. And so, if you're happen to be a Patreon member, you can come watch it with us. Yeah, we'll make some time for that. Anything else y'all wanted to talk about in this episode? Mm-hmm. No, no. Like I, I'm curious. How it, like, does anyone know why the formation looks so weird of the of the ships? I can't, I, I was trying to figure out if it was in that Borgy. It looks language? like Borg language yeah, at sure. the end, but if they were doing that prior to the assimilation, yeah. So, so I, 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 I didn't, I didn't know it was. I was going like, is it re- saying something? Is it saying like you know? You know, resistance is futile, which would be hilarious. Picard, it says Locutus. Um, right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, um, I, I can't translate Borg. 
Um, Cheapy with a good call. We should probably watch First Contact. Oh, um, yeah. That would be fun. Uh, that's the original Franks. Yeah, I think I'm going to sneeze. Sorry. And then Lise says it looked like DNA strands, which oh, would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that would be that would be like pretty interesting. Who's sitting on like you know who's sitting on the Titan uh, captain's chair right now? Uh, Esma, oh. right? Or yeah, I think Esma. And I, which, I've got like, like I was gonna say that was what was interesting about that, Paul. Um, if you go back a couple episodes when Vedic was on the bridge, mm-hmm. and she was threatening, um, and she was gonna kill. Didn't she say something like, how old are you or something like that to tell me about yourself, I guess. Tell yeah. me about yourself. And then like, she ultimately killed a Vulcan. She, well, Do you think she, maybe the Vulcans can't be assimilated in that way? Or because maybe of their too, age. Yeah, I think maybe. the age. So I think that she she if you go back and think about who she killed, she killed the older like bridge crew. Yeah, no, that's no. interesting. That, that is interesting. No, I like that. No, no, it's it's, no. it's pretty good. Go Vedic. Fascinating. Um, well, yeah, I think that's it for us this evening, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week to talk about this finale, TBD, on what is going to be happening. Um, we shall find out how Peanut Hamper saves the day. Um, <laughs> Triple Peanut. Triple Peanut. Triple that's a- Peanut. Um, gonna happen. Um, yes, yeah, so you can find us at star trek pod.co. You can find links to our Patreon as well as how to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and Apple or Spotify. Um, Clyde, how can people find us and tell us their theories on Twitter? Hit us up at, at Star Trek Pod. Thank you to Karen who runs our Twitter. What's up, Karen? Thank you. We thank you. Get ready for lots of peanut hamper gifts. We will see you all next week. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't get assimilated. Four lights. Four lights.